0: Hi, I'm Sarah Fry. Welcome to Patent Pot. Computer science empowers us to connect with others, share our creativity, and create solutions for problems in our local and global communities. Joining us today to discuss how we can solve real-world problems with computer science and STEM is a very special guest. Neha Shukla is an 18-year-old inventor, social entrepreneur, and best-selling author, and she happens to be from right here in the Harrisburg (laughs) area. Neha, we are so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's such an
1: honor to be here
0: we don't have enough time in the day to talk about your entire cs journey to date and where you're headed beyond today but i'm hoping we can begin by just where and how did you fall in love with computer science give us a few snippets of your your journey absolutely i would
1: say that i always had this passion for science and technology from a young age, but that passion truly sparked at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. So let me take you back to March of 2020. We don't hear that a
0: whole lot. (laughs) Yeah. I got really
1: excited at the pandemic. Oh absolutely, but I think that was a moment where I was sitting in my makeshift bedroom lab looking out the window and seeing how my local community was so devastated by the COVID-19 pandemic and that kind of feeling of hopelessness pushed me to take action. So within the first few weeks of the pandemic, I taught myself how to code, how to develop uh, hardware technology, sensor technology, and I developed my first prototype of Six Feet Apart, which is a wearable social distancing device that uses ultrasonic tech to pretty much uh, guide social distancing efforts and save lives during the pandemic. So it was a really simple idea, but it was really my first adventure with developing tech and using my ideas and my imagination to contribute to positive change. And so that summer, as I was continuing to develop my solution and build more and more prototypes and share it with local grassroots organizations like the World Affairs Council of Harrisburg, my idea got picked up by the New York Times and my idea was going viral that summer. It was an incredible moment where I really saw that, you know, the smallest ideas and the quietest voices have the power to create positive change and that just sparked this whole journey of inventing things and building tech and really bringing my ideas to life. And so I'm really grateful for that moment, that one day in March where I had this idea and I'm grateful for all of my teachers and mentors and parents for supporting me and helping me get to this point.
0: We, we really can't move on because <laughs> we should probably hit on a few other things that have been little tech or CS milestones. Would you like to share some of the things that you're most proud of, or what added to your enthusiasm and your knowledge base? Oh, absolutely, things like Developing an iOS
1: app and presenting that to Apple CEO Tim Cook at the Apple headquarters in New York City was incredible. Um, Last summer interning at NASA's Johnson Space Center working on Earth orbiting satellites for climate change was another huge moment in my career. Um, Releasing a best-selling book for encouraging girls and students in STEM um, was another one, and recently just working with the World Economic Forum and leading as the chair of the Generation AI Youth Council to advocate for ethical and responsibly designed AI. And also just really fun things this year, like um, being selected by m and and receiving a $10,000 grant to further my innovation workshops and my book. Um, And then also being featured on the Times Square billboard, which was crazy. Um, And then also most recently being selected by the Harvard Graduate School of Education to serve as a youth advisor for bringing diversity and inclusion to schools across the world and across the country. So very, very exciting stuff. And I think all of this, I guess, starts from this place of, you know, I'm a young person, I have all these ideas, I have this imagination, and there's so much I want to do. And when I have people who are there, who are encouraging me and supporting me in my journey, it makes all of these ideas and my wildest dreams really become so much more in reach.
0: Your enthusiasm for (laughs) your work is phenomenal. And also just the grateful attitude and for you to just acknowledge how much help and support you've gotten But I don't want to underscore your thoughtfulness and where you put your energy. Um, There is something to be said about artistic expression and creativity and art for the sake of art. But the way that you use tech is very purposeful and it's meant to solve problems for specific groups of people. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about why that's so important to you and maybe give us some examples of what that has looked like so far in your life.
1: Absolutely. I think the most powerful thing about technology is the ability for tech to be a tool to create change, to solve problems, to help people in dire need who are experiencing issues. And I think When we imagine the future, often we think about, you know, AI is going to revolutionize the future, everything, there will be flying cars and this advanced technology and that. But I think in our vision for the future, we need to imagine instead, how are we going to be treating people? How are the most marginalized populations, how are vulnerable groups going to be treated? How are we going to have that sense of equity in the future rather than creating really cool gadgets that are very exciting and that are cutting edge but using those same technologies and tools to create positive change and create a world that is more just, that is more fair, that is more equitable, not just for a small percentage of people, but for everybody. And that's what really excites me about technology. And one example of this is after I developed Six Feet Apart and I was continuing on this journey of developing solutions, I saw like the post-pandemic aftermath was really hitting our state hard. And so whether I'm looking in my local community in Mechanicsburg and Harrisburg, but also cities across the state like Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, we're being really hit hard with a rising rate of homelessness. And so me and a group of three other girls from the state across various parts of the state came together and decided to build and develop the PA Homeless Guide app. So it's an iOS app that essentially works to combat homelessness as an all-in-one solution. So firstly, tackling the problem of homeless shelters being in dire need of volunteers not enough people are there like the, they're understaffed we're not able to serve the people who are experiencing homelessness who really need support and then on the other hand we have a wave of teenagers who need things to do with their time who have volunteer hours and i thought this is the perfect connection to make let's you know have a system where we can match homeless shelters in dire need of volunteers, with youth volunteers excited to contribute. So one of the features of the app is just this sense of youth volunteer matching, and then the other side of things is policy making, which is something that I'm really excited about and something that I've been really passionate about for the past couple of years. And so encouraging young people and then people across the state to support policy action and legislation that can help people experiencing homelessness get the support that they need like for example there's the homelessness bill of rights that's currently being proposed and is in deliberation in the pennsylvania house and senate so looking at okay how can we you know push for support for these bills how can we petition for those and make sure that you know we're addressing this issue on a systemic level so that's one example of something that i'm really proud about is using technology and proud of is using technology to create solutions that are helping people who need it most and moving forward you know in my career and going to college which is also very exciting is seeing how can I continue doing more of that and it would just be a dream to continue building tech building whether that's AI algorithms or apps or hardware or you know any form of technology or it could be you know just going out and having just activism and community action, I think to the core of what I like to do is creating an impact. And whether that's with tech or activism or music or art or volunteering, that's something that really means a lot to me. And so I'm excited that I can kind of share a little bit of that on, you know, at the patent keynote today and then also on the patent pod. I think all students have this potential and the ability to to create change.
0: Thank you. Again, thank you. Um, and we're going to just keep revving you up here. I I love your your enthusiasm and your perspective on technology for social change. Um, I know our audience would be interested in what is next for you. And so I, we're going to dovetail into that a little bit before we get to our next question. You've been creating, you've been innovating and creating and tackling problems. so. How do you envision that next year, two or three years?
1: Where are you? That's a great question. I think I've been going all over the place in terms of what mm-hmm. I've been excited about, whether that is gender equity in STEM with my book, Innovation for Everyone, Solving Real-World Problems with STEM, which is uh, I re- recently released back in 2022, which is one thing that I'm really excited about. Um, coupled with running global workshops for students K through 12 and reaching over like 70,000 students across the past like three or four years and partnering with grassroots organizations, both in the US and then also in places like Ghana, Kenya and Nigeria. And that's been a really big passion of mine. And then also moving forward with tackling issues like homelessness, COVID-19, elderly like fall, preventing falls and mobility loss in the elderly. So a lot of different issues But I think what my two biggest passions are as of now is responsible AI, so working, and I can mention, like, go further on this, um, with my work with the World Economic Forum, and then also climate action. So I've actually been working with Greenpeace as an ambassador, um, mobilizing climate action for over three million young activists for the past uh, several months now, and it's been an honor, and, you know, combining my experience also as a NASA intern Again, using tech, harnessing um, cutting-edge engineering technologies like orbital mechanics, satellites to protect our planet in its most vulnerable areas from the most dire effects of the climate crisis. So looking at oceanic oil spills, emerging wildfires, and also identifying the greatest carbon polluters has been honestly an incredible experience and has really sparked this passion for climate action within me. So in the next foreseeable future, I think what I'm looking at is continuing to develop tech, train as a software engineer, and future careers could include software engineering, AI research scientist, policy maker, author, activist, and really looking at the key areas of AI ethics as well as climate action. So that's I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think that's the direction that I'm headed in.
0: We won't hold you to it, but <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in with you after maybe you start your post-secondary career this fall. Would yes. you like to speak on that? Absolutely, so I
1: graduated from Cumberland Valley High School in uh, actually last week, which is very exciting, and I will be headed to Duke University in Durham, North Carolina, studying both computer science and public policy. So really combining those passions of developing tech, but then also creating an intersectional impact. Um, So I'm very, very excited about that. I think it's going to be fun. And I'm just thrilled for seeing what college has to bring. So I'm ready to bring it on.
0: (laughs) Let's circle back. Um, And we both mentioned that we know that um, artificial intelligence is on the world stage. Absolutely. And in the education landscape, at this time, there are maybe two camps, right? Some of, some educators are nervous and apprehensive, and some are excited and ready to go. Could you talk from your perspective, both as a student and as an innovator, What are what is the potential of AI? What are you hoping to do with it? And through your roles on the global stage, what are you hoping more folks understand about it? Absolutely. I think, first of all, I think it's completely valid for
1: educators to either be nervous and apprehensive or super excited about artificial intelligence. I think it's a multifaceted topic. Everybody has different perspectives on it. And as the chair and the US representative of the World Economic Forum's Generation AI Youth Council, I think it's something that we're all actively thinking about and we're constantly, I know from our perspective, we're constantly writing new blog pieces, speaking at strategic webinars, talking to global leaders on the stage, whether that it's that's you know representatives from corporations and tech companies who are actively, you know, leading that change on their end, or policymakers and government officials looking at how can we regulate that. And I think it's important for in terms of policy, it needs to be something that is protecting our youngest users. And when we're looking at AI, I, I think a lot of the conversation is around, okay, how can we be more efficient? How can we do things faster? How can we you know, increase profits for businesses? But I think we need to bring in a little bit of the conversation on how can we protect young people. So um, a lot of the activism and advocacy that I do as part of the World Economic Forum is saying, how can we design AI that is ethical, that is responsibly designed, and that is child safe. So things like we're seeing social media platforms driven by AI that are promoting disingenuine content over and you know harmful content, digitally edited content over things that are genuine and that are promoting connection between young people. So we're seeing just this epidemic of us young young students but also especially girls experiencing things like depression, anxiety, and then also for girls Um, eating disorders, you know, negative self-image, and these are things technology is supposed to help us, it's supposed to create a positive impact and if we're using, if tech is being designed in a way that it's prioritizing profits over people we're gonna see these negative effects rippling down whether it's, you know, from our, you know, adults and our teachers but also going down to our youngest users and they're malleable, they're young, they're impressionable, and these are the moments that are really gonna define their lives. So yes, Gen Z, we are very excited about technology. <laughs> we grew up surrounded by it, but we also gotta make sure that this isn't a neg- like the byproduct of being, of being surrounded by tech isn't all of these mental health disorders that are physically, mentally and physically harming the well-being of our generation. So that's one thing that I always like to bring light to. But then also in terms of, you know, using AI in the classroom. It's something that once we spread AI awareness to both teachers and students, there are so many ways that AI can be used positively in the classroom, and there are so many ways that AI's powerful um, technology can also be misused. So I think it's important for teachers and schools to start implementing trainings where, you know, teachers can understand what are the benefits of AI, how can we use it in our classroom, how can we prepare our generation for the future, which will 100% have AI embedded into our day-to-day life. So how can we prepare our students to be excited about that and to be totally tech literate and be aware of these things? So I think there is definitely a balance in terms of AI and social media. We saw the social media advisory from the U.S. Surgeon General recently, and I think all of these are eye openers. Now is our chance to take action, to advocate for responsible tech, and then also encourage people to be aware of technology, to be aware of AI because it's not going away anytime soon. So now is our chance to use it positively.
0: Well, yeah. On that note, <laughs> you the, you have a captive audience with our patent pod. What tips, what strategies, what advice would you give to educators, school administrators, or even families who are hearing your positive words but are unsure? How do I help, how do I support this in my school? How do I support my child? How do we spread your enthusiasm and have more and more students become problem solvers in the next generation?
1: That is such a great question. I think for all parents teachers, educators, administrators, it's really c- crucial to just believe in your student. And I think for me, there have been so many moments where people have told me there's no way you could have coded that, even though it was such a simple idea, but there's no way you could have coded that initial prototype, or there's no way that you can go on to do this, and you know, because you're a girl, or because you look like this, or because you come from this background, or because you come from a small town, and I think the truth is, believe in your student you know, we as young people have boundless potential. And when people believe in us and when our parents encourage us, our teachers encourage us, we become absolutely unstoppable. And for students listening in today, start today. Look at your community. There are so many problems surrounding us, local and global. Start identifying an issue that you align with start taking action whether that's activism whether that's developing a tech solution whether that's writing about about it whether that's reaching out to senators and representatives and you know advocating and you know pushing for change right now i think there's no time to waste and every student every young person has the power to create an impact so now is the chance to take action
0: <laughs> well on that note yeah Thank you for taking time out of your day. Absolutely. Of taking action and inspiring folks and continuing to innovate, even at this transition point in your life. We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. To our audience, I'd like to point out that we have in our show notes, a link to Neha's website, where you can see some of the resources that she's created for young people and for adults alike about problem solving with technology. You can also find a link to the patent CS toolkits, including our new artificial intelligence toolkit um, with resources for educators on that, on that topic. To you again, Neha, <laughs> I have to say thank you. Thank, um, also thank your mother for joining us. Absolutely. Day. <laughs> to our producer, John, thank you for, for helping us make this happen. And lastly, to our audience, come back and visit us Join us again on Patent Pod really soon. Thanks. Thank you so much.